And we have been looking also at the functions of the Holy Spirit. We have looked at the operations of the Holy Spirit. And we have looked at the works of the Holy Spirit. What I haven't taught you, but we make allusion to it during the period, is Holy Spirit and end time church. And I will endeavor to teach you about Holy Spirit and the end time church. But there are some things that came very strongly to us during this week. And that is the anchor scripture, the book of John 16, 12 to 15. And of course, don't forget that we began from the book of John 14, from verse um, 13. But if we look at John again, 16, Jesus said, I have more things to say, more to say to you, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide us into all truth. Now, this is the major significance that God wants every one of you not to miss. If you have in you the spirit that knows all the mind of God, what scripture tells you that? Yes, speak, speak. First Corinthians 2, from verse 9. What no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no man has conceived of God. Prepare for those who love him. And he said, but God has revealed to us by his spirit. And then he went and said that the spirit of God searches the whole mind of God. Now, and he says, he who knows the mind of God, which is the Holy Spirit. This spirit that knows the mind of God lives in you. Because Jesus said in John 14, it will be with you. And it will be in you. Okay? Now, therefore, our major focus is for you to be able to access the Holy Spirit inside you. Because there is nothing in your life that should be hidden to you. So at the end of this week, I'm going to be giving you projects. The project is that I want to, to go into the Holy Spirit and tell me more about who are you. Something that you haven't known about yourself. As designed and written by God. I will give you a project. Where did God send you to? Where is the place that the Lord sent you to? Jesus said that then you be my witness first in Jerusalem and then Judea and Samaria and the utmost end of the earth. But then we went through the issue that Philip was sent to Samaria. You will find your Samaria within this month. Something I want you to really focus on is to enjoy the benefits of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said it that Christians should not have anything hidden. Because he said in that scripture in chapter, chapter 16 that when the Spirit of truth comes, he will not speak of his own. He will speak what I tell him. Yes? So, you must hear something from the Holy Spirit that Jesus is telling you about you in this month. And then, you, it, says, it says, he will take from what is mine and he will make it known to you. Then Jesus ended up by saying, all that the Father has is mine. So your heart in this season is to explore into the Holy Spirit. But I've told you how you do that. 
Very, very easy. Prayer. Prayer. Seek, you'll find. Knock, the door shall be opened. Ask, and you receive. Now, from the experiences that I had with God, I shared with you, you will discover that you can see with your eyes. Yes? You can know in your mind. Yes? But you can also have dreams. You can also have open visions. You can also have trance. You can operate in the realm of angels. And of course, when you build yourself to the place which you will achieve this week, where you can rapport with the Holy Spirit, then God can entrust you with the secret of this world. Now, I hope I help you get this correct. It is not a gift. And if it is a gift, you have it already. So that someone would say that, oh, this is for the prophets, this is for the apostle, this is for the pastor. If anything, anything that I've encountered in God, and I've told you, and you have seen some of them, you all can encounter the same thing. There is no difference between you and I. Maybe the only difference is that you have to just come closer. Are we together now? So that you make the Holy Spirit your priority. So that it rules over your mind. Like Jesus said in John, John, John 14. He says, if you love me, you obey my command. Isn't it? So that our hearts now, after this week is that, I will not set my heart on anything God hates. I will refrain from anything God doesn't like. I will live a daily life to satisfy God, not myself, and not any other person. I will never live to impress a man anymore. I will live to impress heaven. And you know, when I say this, I don't mean, I don't, I don't intend that you take that literally. Because what I say is regulated by a written word. Because it is possible for someone to say that I don't want to impress man, but you are talking about yourself, you know, your impression. No. You want to live to impress God according to the word of God written. According to the word of God written. This scripture Jesus said is true. That the Holy Spirit will reveal to you all things. Now, you remember, I will remind you the testimony of how CFT started. It will be interesting to you to recognize or to reflect your mind on this. That this church started exactly as you have read. Holy Spirit revealing to me a building or go to this church. I went to the church. When the time for the church to be big, to start, Holy Spirit said, look at this church. This building, this is the address. Tell people to meet you there this Sunday, few days time, at this time. And we went and it was so. Holy Spirit said that, all right, I'm sending you to this nation. And such and such a thing is what I will do. Or look at this man. He is the hindrance in that place. A man I've never seen. 
And he says, go there and take him out. Two years after I went to the place, I met the man. And the man was the head of witches. And I took him out. I didn't tell you the head of that crusade, but you've known that already. Because at the end of the crusade, the man was taken out of that place. Now, these testimonies I tell you, I told you that I did not encounter God because I fasted. And you see, because many people have misrepresented the power. I've, I've had ministers who say that, do you know what I paid, the price I paid? I didn't pay any price. You don't pay price for grace. Alright? But Jesus has told us from the beginning, John 12, isn't it? If you love me, you will obey my command. So we live a life dedicated to obey God only. We live a life to love God only. And when I say obey God, I mean obey God. I obey God in my relationship with you as a member of my church. I obey God in the relationship with me, myself, my children, myself, my wife, myself, my friends, myself, my neighbors. Brothers and brothers and sisters in church. Whatever God says to me is priority to me. And I will do everything in my power to make sure that the way I conduct myself, the way I think, the way I act, the way I operate, is in line with the scripture. I fear only one thing, that is to offend God. Alright? Because I don't want to lose the relationship I have with Him. And I know that if I am reckless, it will repel me from Him. Okay? So, I choose to do that. The benefit of it is intimacy with God. What will happen and people are confused and they are, they are afraid. When I'm in the midst of it, I'm not confused. I, if I do not know about it, I can only withdraw and say, Lord, what is happening here? And he will tell me. Alright? And this is the bone of contention. Your Christianity, therefore, after this week, must change gear. Are we together now? <laughs> flesh give back to flesh. Spirit give back to spirits. Okay, now let me remind you this. Because the Holy Spirit is holy, and He is with you, and He is in you, what is your obligation therefore? Yes? To present your body. As what? You can't take holy God to a holy place. Because anywhere you take Him to, He has to go with you. Alright? When you take God to a holy place, you make Him sad. You can't engage in unholy talk or discussions. You remember I told you this? Remember some things I told you very strictly. If anybody allowed the devil to use him to talk down others, minus one of God, God's children. If you connive with that, that's minus two. I will together now. So therefore, if somebody already is speaking and you know that it's not of God, and what he's saying is not in God, what ought you do? Stop that person and confront that person and tell him that that what you are saying is not of God. That's what you must do. Firmly. Don't let him go. Tell him straight away. If it is a matter about somebody else, tell him, I will tell that person what you have just said about him. 
If they say, I'm sorry, I will tell him that you said you are sorry after you said it. Are we together now? So that you are shutting the door against evil. So that you will not be corrupted. You are the temple of the Lord. The Holy Spirit lives in you. And because of that, you must make sure you present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and what? Acceptable. And is that. The Lord told me to tell you this, that a good number of you said, oh Lord, yes, but what will, how will I, what about this, my reckless tongue? We will pray about it now. The Lord just told me that. That some of you have gotten involved in, you see your mouth saying things, and really you don't want to go that way anymore. Or you see get yourself going to sort things. We will deal with it. Remember I told you, or somebody who, there's two of them, who always have evil thoughts. Alright? And you are saying, your man, how can I overcome it? Today, in a few minutes time, it will become history. Amen. Remember I told you, stronghold is what you have built up in your faculty. Because you have educated your faculty with wrong information from the devil. And so, when you, have, when you build a particular way of thinking, that particular way of thinking though may be wrong, but because you have educated yourself again and again in it, it will become like the right way to do things. And that is a stronghold. And stronghold, therefore, is based on Vain imagination. Because the Bible says, casting down every vain imagination. So a stronghold, therefore, is based on vain imagination. It is vain imagination that develops an attitude or an opinion. And when it becomes your attitude or your opinion, it becomes a stronghold. That's the reason for somebody who just says that his tongue will be reckless. <clears throat> or you get angry and you just say all manner of stuff. And each time you do that, you say, Lord, I don't want to behave like this. I don't want to behave like this. But you see yourself in and out of it again and again. Or you see yourself in a company of people who are pejorous, who, you know, um, uh, slander and all stuff like that. And then you say, but I don't want to be among them. Step number one is that you confront it now, whenever that arises. But step number two, we will pray now and the stronghold will vanish. Hallelujah. Finally, how many of you have desired a particular gift from the gift of the Spirit? Raise your hand if you have desired a particular gift. Maybe you have been praying for it. Alright. Now, I will give you the key. We understand the fact that Every gift that we get from God, Jesus says that how if we bad father know how to give good things, how uh, bad things, how much more our heavenly father? If we hardly uh, father know how to give good things, how much will our heavenly father give us the Holy Spirit? But we also understand that it is not just prayer only. We also understand that your state of mind and your commitment to God. But if you look at the key to the gifts, First Corinthians fourteen. What does it say, verse 1? Shall we read it together? Verse 1. 
Now, let me help you understand the word eagerly desire. Can you just click for me King James there? Let's read it in King James. Okay, give me the RSV. If you have RSV there. The word desire means covet. The word desire means covet. The word eagerly desire is more appropriate in this translation. It's not just desire. Because you desire many things. Normally. But for the gift of the Spirit, for you to trigger it, your desire must go to the level of eagerness. Which means... It will become your main concentration or most concentration for days and weeks until it happens. It will become your concentration desire until it takes you over. I would get it now. There are various things that people desire like that. And when you desire something that you come to the place that you eagerly desire it, it becomes the major thought almost every hour of your life. Every gift of the Spirit can be accessed by that. The Lord told me some time ago, the problem with many of us is that we we, we desire a gift or desire a thing, we will pray for some time, hot, 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 and then we stop praying. And yet we have not received it. Because for the gift of the Spirit, it has to be eager desire or you must desire eagerly and when you desire something eagerly you never stop asking until you manifest it you never stop asking until you manifest it i told you about my desire when i want to see jesus i didn't have a target of the time i would stop seeking him if it took me two years i would pray every three hours for two years every three three i mean three times a, a day for two years, around the clock for two years. I set up on the journey to, to see him. Because, I mean, if I have a father and I can't see him, then who am I? That was my thought. And that thought drove me into seeking him until every hour I'll pray, every hour I'll pray, every hour I'll pray. If I'm talking, I'll be talking and praying. If I'm eating, I'll be praying about it and expecting it. And strange enough, it took me about 31 days for that to happen. How would the Lord take me to heaven to see Father Abraham? The next journey was to appear to me. But you see, therefore, your attitude when we leave this place is this. You are going for this and you are getting it. Don't pile up the night gifts before God. You can't dissolve the night gifts together. Okay? There will be one thing among the nine gifts or two that will really challenge your spirit. If you have one before or two before, there will be another one that you think will be complementary to that gift. Alright? And you take that very one before the Lord. And then you wrestle with the Holy Spirit. And pray earnestly. And ask God earnestly. And don't stop asking until you manifest. 
And when you receive it and it manifests, continue in it because there are levels in every gift. So that you are grounded in what you are seeking. Efficient in what you are seeking. And then you can move to another level. Another area of gift. Let me say this to you. You know, speaking in tongues is a gift. You are baptized the Holy Ghost, you speak in tongues. But then it's different from the gift of tongues. Alright, which is in 1 Corinthians 12. Now, when somebody receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then he speaks in tongues thereafter, that is the gift of tongues speaking. Because the manifestation of the Holy Spirit by tongues is of confirmation. It happens one time. You get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. After that day, you may not speak in tongues. But when you receive the gift of tongues, you can pray in tongues, you can speak in tongues all the time. This is what I found with many believers. Some believers have a sentence they speak to the extent that everybody knows what they say. You get it now. And anytime they speak in tongues, the same word, the same word, the same word, the same word. No, you have to get out of that. Because tongues in the spirit is like tongues of man. As I'm talking to you like this, tongues in the spirit is a conversation tongue where you make conversation. But what happened to many believers is that once you speak in tongues, you don't desire it anymore and it stops. Therefore, if you are someone who just speaks in tongues, brief a statement and stuff like that, you need to get into the flow of tongues. But it has to be by desire, eager desire, and praying for it. Eager desire, and keep praying for it. Eager desire, and keep praying for it. What is the, what is the advantage of it? If you go, where we, we treat that chapter 14 more, you will see it. In chapter 14, it says that if I pray in tongues, I build up myself, or I edify myself. Okay? In the place where you are praying, you don't know what you have to pray for, and you've exhausted words that you want to speak, you pray in tongues that edifies or builds you up, your spirit up, and when your spirit is built up, you will hit the realm of knowledge again, and you begin to speak mystery out of your tongue, and the prayer will begin to flow, and that is part of it. Some other time too, you can pray in tongues in warfare. The spirit of God will come upon you. You are surrounded by evil spirits or demons of hell, and then God wakes you up and you begin to pray in tongues, or God alerts you, you begin to pray in tongues. This, the devil doesn't know what you are saying. And in this case, you are speaking unto God. And in tongues, your spirit might have asked for reinforcement from God. And the reinforcement is on the way. And the dead may still wondering what's going on here. And they are surrounded by the powers of, of angels. And you get victory in it. So, ability to speak in tongues or to pray in tongues is very necessary for a believer. You can worship God in tongues. That is, sing songs in tongues. Really, many believers who are, who are songwriters, if they can develop their gift of singing by the Spirit, they will come with, with songs of angels. Alright? Because if you're caught up in that singing, and then you begin to have understanding, you will come with the, Holy, with the tongues, songs of the Holy Spirit, which Holy Spirit will give you to sing, and then you will now interpret those, tongues, those songs. Anytime songs like that is sung among men, the power of God moves. That is the major difference between songs that are written by the Holy Spirit and the one written by human intellect. We can write songs too from our own spirits as Christians. 
But that is somebody who knows the word of God. And then, you know, out of the, the word that he has known, he wrote something. All right. But it's different to when an angel sings and the you know, song of worship to God and you write it down. Very, very different. It's different from also when the Holy Spirit sings through you in tongues and then you write the lyrics down. Very different. Those are the songs that the moment you hit them, you see unction, heavens open. That's the major difference between those two. But you can pray in tongues, you can sing in tongues, and then when you interpret what you speak, that is prophecy. Did we get it now? We are going to pray now. Now understand this. When you pray, seeking God, be honest. Don't pray and your mind is wandering. I was praying in the midst where people were talking. You know what I did? I blocked the whole of my ears so that I couldn't hear anything they are saying. Then I kept on praying. In a short time, I was able to communicate. Because when you are praying, all right, unless if people are praying around you, that helps you. But if people are chatting and people are, you know, you know, talking some stuff, it obstructs your concentration. All right? And whenever you are not concentrated, you are not praying honestly. You will be able to get true to God. We are going to stand up now and pray. The scripture, Isaiah, Isaiah what? (laughs) 11. Yes, don't put it on the board. So what did Isaiah 1, 11, the the prayers he said they are the the spirit of what? And the spirit of? The spirit of? uh Understanding? Counsel? Power, eh? knowledge, and if you are a God, so six spirits, put it on board now. You must pray this prayer at home till you see me tomorrow. Isaiah said, the stem of Jesse upon him, the spirit of the Lord will rest. No, 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 don't worry. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And then he ex- uh, explained, it is the Spirit that produces wisdom. <clears throat> it is the Spirit of understanding. It is the Spirit of counsel. It is the Spirit of power. It is the Spirit of knowledge. And the Spirit of the fear of God. Shall we lift up our voice and begin to pray? Let your Holy Spirit rest upon me. Tell the Lord, the Holy Spirit inside me. Let him come upon me, Lord. The Holy Spirit inside me. Let him come upon me, Lord. The Bible says, our God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and power. Tell the Lord, anoint my hair with Holy Spirit. The Spirit of wisdom. The Spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, 
declare the Lord that when I open my mouth to speak, miracles will happen. Aprons shall be taken out of my body to heal the sick. I will speak and the lame will walk. The blind will see. Let the spirit of power come upon me. The spirit of cancer come upon me. <clears throat> the uh, servants, uh, uh, spirit of God. The excellent spirit of God. The spirit of the fear of God. Let it come upon me, Lord. Oh, Lord, my King. I ask, oh God, anoint me with the spirit of power. Anoint me with the spirit of wisdom. Anoint me with the spirit of counsel. The kind of wisdom you gave to Solomon. The spirit of knowledge you gave to Daniel. Let it rest upon me, O oh God. Let it rest upon me, O oh God. Let it rest upon me, Jesus. Father, I pray thee. Jesus himself said it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. Tell the Lord, anoint me for ministry. Anoint me for my calling. Oh Lord, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. Release from darkness. Father, Lord, anoint me with power. Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good. Father, we pray. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Three prayers I want us to pray and we're going to share the grace. In the book of Revelations 1, 1 to 3, it says, in The revelation of Jesus Christ, who, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John, who testified to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads the, prof- the words of this prophecy. And blessed are all are those who hear it and take it to heart what is written in it. Because the time is near. Greetings and then went. Look at verse 9. Now I want you to understand what you want to pray for here. God is the owner of the vision. He gave it to Jesus and Jesus sent his angels. Alright, now in these three operations, Holy Spirit is not mentioned. Jesus is from the Father, and He commissioned an angel. Holy Spirit is not mentioned yet. Because Holy Spirit is given to man. Alright, He's the commander of heaven, but His job right now on earth is this. When the angel came 
for angel to communicate to man. Verse 10 it says, verse 9 it says, I join your brother and companion in sovereign and kingdom of the present endurance that are asked in Christ Jesus was in the, on the island of Patmos of the law uh, because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Look at verse 10. On the Lord's day, or the day of the Lord, I was in the Spirit. So when the angel brings anything to you, you can't see unless the Holy Spirit enters upon you or comes upon you or draws you in him before you can see. Remember I told you yesterday that I was in the Republic and somebody was sent to kill me and I just saw from the back of my head. My eyes went straight to the back and I could see everybody like I'm looking at you like this. Until that side went to the hand of the, the pocket of a man at the back who was holding in his hand talis rings. And when the eyes went there, his hand became like a polythene bag. Though he was holding the fist like this, and I could see through his bones and the ring in his hand. For a man to see the things of the Spirit, he must enter into the Spirit, by the Spirit. Then visions are seen. Are we together now? Whenever you have open vision and you are seeing symbols, the angel who will bring it to you is already there. You cannot see it until the Holy Spirit wipes your face. It is the Holy Spirit that takes you into the Spirit for you to see spiritual things. It's a very blessed experience. When you encounter it, you will like it so much. One day, mommy got, got um, jealous of me. And she started praying and said, God, what is the matter with me? Is it only my husband I'll be talking to? You will visit me. Both of us are sleeping on the bed. You will visit him and I don't know. I didn't see you and all stuff like that. He said, he will hear your voice. I didn't hear anything. So when she was questioning God, then, and she was praying, she was praying a few days, and the Lord came to her when I was not in. And the Lord called her by name. And she answered because she thought I was the one. And the Lord called her and she said, you better come out of behind that door. <laughs> because she thought I was calling her and doing hide and seek. I always do hide and seek with my wife, you see. And then the Lord called her again. And when it dawned on her, it was the Lord. She was so afraid. I mean, fear gripped her. Because in the broad daylight, she's the only one in the whole building. And because she feared, the Lord stopped speaking. Then she now started praying, Lord, speak for thy servant heareth. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, encounter of the Spirit, there is nothing you can compare with. So for John to see what Jesus sent through an angel, he had to enter into the Spirit. Holy Ghost had to take him over and give him sight. Same thing Ezekiel said that I was in the Spirit on the day of the Lord, and the Lord took me by the hand of the Spirit into the valley of dry bones. Now you want to tell the Lord, Father, Holy Spirit, let me encounter you. I want to see by you. I want to know by you. I want to access heaven by you. Lord, in this season, let me encounter you. Take me over. Lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Holy Spirit of God. John says, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. 
Ezekiel said, I was in the spirit. By the hand of the spirit, I was taken to the valley of dry bones. Sovereign Lord, we ask you. Holy Spirit, let me enter into you. That I may see the things of the spirit. Take me over. Open my eyes. Carry me on the wing of your spirit, O God. There are visions to be seen. There are revelations for this end time church. There is understanding to be given. I, John, was in the spirit. Tell God I want to experience what it means to be in the spirit. In the book of Daniel chapter 11, Daniel was in the spirit. Tell the Lord, let me encounter you, O Holy Spirit. Let me encounter you, Lord, Holy Spirit. Sovereign Lord, give me the encounter of the Holy Spirit. Give me the encounter of the Holy Spirit. Tell the Lord, take me to the realm of angels. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The last prayer we are going to pray is the prayer concerning Othniel. The Bible says that the Israelites did evil in the eyesight of the Lord. The anger of the Lord burned against them. Verse 9. But when they cried out to the Lord, he raised up a, for them a deliverer, Othniel, son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, who saved them. That is... Judges 3, 7 to 10. Verse 10 says, The Spirit of the Lord came upon Othoniel, so that he became Israel's judge, career, profession. To be a judge is a profession. And he went to war. The Lord gave Cushah, the, the king of Aram, into the hands of Othoniel, who overpowered him. Two mandates were fulfilled by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Every Christian has its career and commission. We want to ask God, anoint me, Holy Spirit, for my career. Anoint me for my calling. So that I will get to the highest peak in my career. My career will not be similar to anybody. It will be by the power of the Holy Spirit. My performance in my field of career, it will be noted that I have the Spirit of the living God. It happened to Chedrak, Mishka, and Abednego. They said they know they have the Spirit of the living God. It happened to Daniel. They said he was distinct among all the advisors because he has the Spirit of the living God. So I will just pray for the anointing of God. Lord, you said the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He became, an, he became Israel's judge. Father, anoint us for the career you have sent us on earth. Anoint me for my calling. Anoint me for my profession. 
Anoint me for my calling. As Odnia was a judge and also he led the battle, the nation to victory. Father, anoint me with your, with, with your spirit concerning my career that I will be distinct. Tell the Lord the spirit upon Daniel, upon Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that distinct them in their career for life, in their business. Let it come upon me. Your spirit, let it distinct me, O God. Holy Spirit of God, distinct me among my contemporaries. In my calling, distinct me. Tell the Lord, anoint me for my calling. Anoint me for my journey. Lord, that I will not be like any other person, but I will be distinct by the Spirit of the living God. Anoint me for my calling. Lord, let people recognize you on me. As Paul said yesterday, he said, I do not build on anybody's work. I go to where Jesus is not hard or preached. Anoint me, oh God, the Holy Spirit. Give me unction from heaven to distinct me among many to the glory of God in heaven. My colleagues will see the spirit of the living God upon me. My nation will see the spirit of the living God upon me. My family will see the spirit of the living God upon me. Then tell the Lord, anoint me for victory, that I will lead many to victory. Othniel led the whole country against the enemies, and they overcame. Tell the Lord, anoint me for victory. I will lead my family into victory. I will lead my neighborhood into victory. I will lead my church into victory. Holy Spirit, equip me for battle. Equip me for victory. Distinct me among mankind. Father God, we bless you. Lift up your voice and thank God, the Holy Spirit. Thank you because it is done. Thank you for the grace you have given me. Thank you for the unction of heaven. For the Lord has restored the years the locusts have eaten. Things that the devil has stolen from you has been restored in this prayer time. Yes, I see angels of God with basket. The basket are filled with gifts. And they began to give it unto everybody, restoring back what the devil has stolen. I see angels rejoicing over you. <coughs> yes, the time of collaboration on earth is, is now. As it has come. Father, we bless your holy name. I can see gifts being given to some people. Father, we exalt you. I can see the fresh love of God being restored back to some people. Father, we give you the praise and honor and glory. I can see renewal in the bodies of some of you. God is renewing your body, renew your organs, renew your bones and marrows. The God of Israel is passed through you in just these few minutes. He's raising great men and women among you. People who will sit in authority over this nation and nations of the earth. He's raising men and women among you. People
people that will operate with the divine power of God, undiluted power, miraculous that will bring the devil to his knees in the nation. I can see the hand of God upon you. Saying, I'm pleased with you, says the Lord. Because you have asked for this, so I have done beyond, says the Most High. I can see God putting flame in the mouth of some of you. And prophetic in you will become very eloquent. I can see God connecting your tongue with your heart. So that as He speaks to your spirit, you could not stop Him again. You could not hinder again. You open up and begin to declare. Mysteries untold. For out of the mouth of base, says the Lord, I've declared my perfect praise. I can see the hand of God upon you tonight. New brain you are receiving, new understanding, prophetic insights, new wisdom. I can see the shield of wisdom coming upon you. In the areas you have struggled, you struggle no more. It is easy for you to love the Lord your God and to obey His voice from this hour. Yea, Lord, I thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O King of Heaven. We worship you, our God and our King. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Anybody who came here with pain, if you check your body, your pains are gone for life. Wow, what a wonderful night we are. In the presence of He that lives forever and ever. The immortal, the invisible, the only wise God. Light in light. Mm. Father, we bless and glorify your name. Ah, for no one knows the hour of visitation, says the Lord. He says to me, I visit my people tonight, for I am God. I see some of you that in the past God has given you prophecies. In your spirit, it came to your mind, and when it got to your mind, you are afraid to utter it. And because you could not open your mouth, the Lord said, I should look at it. And I saw he connected your tongue to your heart so that there is no bridge between it anymore. As it's coming to your spirit, your mouth is speaking. Out of control. You will not be able to control what he's saying again. Because God is putting those information in you so that mortal men can hear it. And from this hour, you will discover that a good number of you will begin to open your mind. and begin to declare mysteries and begin to prophesy. It's not going to be a situation of the past that you are afraid to speak because you will not have the opportunity to be afraid. God has bypassed your human mind so that your mouth will open like a machine and it will flow through you. This is what I said something yet. You know, the Spirit of the Lord helped me and said to me that, you know, the reason why there is chaos is because the people who have been, you know, that is the chaos in the church and many people who have deserted God and many top leaders are going after money and fame and stuff. It's because it's, it's, it's a season that has to be before the true season comes. And the Lord said to me that the season that we are coming into now, which is a new leave, that He will visit His people with power that will humble the people. You understand? God will do miracles through ordinary people that will humble and disgrace people who have been used to lying and deceiving people and bringing themselves because... These people God is going to be using, they are people of no fame, and they will never want a fame. People that God will use to heal, and they will point the glory to Jesus only. 
And then people will begin to leave the places of lies because they will recognize that God is in the streets. It's no more in those places. And you know what makes me happy? The Lord said to me that tell your people they are part of these end time operations of mine. That's the reason why God has been teaching you about godliness. Because what God needs from man is a little attempt. God knows you can be perfect. He only needs a heart that will turn to him and be sincere. Once God sees sincerity and God sees a man that turns to him, to God, that is purity. And upon that God can breathe. God can demonstrate himself. God can show the world that he is the same God yesterday, today and forever. But recognize this. Humility, sincerity and purity is what brings God's favor. And don't depart from it all the days of your life. I am your father. I have done everything in my power. And I vow to God that to the last drop of my blood, I will not compromise the faith. You are my treasures. You understand me now? If God will bless me, he will bless you first. And he has to bless me. There is no controversy about me and him. He will bless you first. But you must understand the covenant I made with God. To keep yourself what you are now. He will raise you to the highest peak. That people will be coming from all over looking for you. And people that you don't expect, they will bow before you. But remember that you are just what you are now. And we will remain what we are now until Jesus will come. So that only he will take the glory and the honor that belongs to him. I would get that. But you are in for something that is going to start to you. When God uses some of you, you'll be weeping because you can't understand why God should do that through you. That's the kind of stuff God is going to begin to do with you. Do you understand? But keep your heart, you know, you know, in check with the Lord and keep your head low because it's beginning now. It's not something of the future. It's what is beginning in this very season. And by the time you see me tomorrow, some of you will have had encounters of the Spirit. Shall we lift up our hand to heaven? And let's share the grace together in fellowship. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing his sight, through Jesus Christ, forever and ever. Amen. Sing for us. There shall be chance of blessing. Let instrumentalists go. We sing here. You know, God told me that He will raise prophets in Nigeria. Three prophets in Nigeria. And the Lord told me that, Are you expecting Elijah to come back? He said, I will send His Spirit.